You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. The JSC has closed its doors for another day, so it's time for the five o'clock shadow. And as always on a Wednesday, I speak to Scout Clow, portfolio manager at PSG Wealth Old Oak Division in Cape Town. I've asked everybody the same question. I'm not the most original broadcaster in the world, Skunk, but it's the end of the first half of the year and you have to look back because there are so many different views about what the first half yielded. I was just speaking to somebody now and he said, well, Richmond was up 40%, Nasdaq and Process about 20% up and then Platinum shares fell 30, 40% or something and banks up five to 10%. And that's how he defined the half year. How would you define it? Because you're obviously in different sectors in varying ways. Yeah, it was an interesting, well, really interesting first of the year. Um, I think there was a few surprises and a few non-surprises. Uh, I mean, um, in the beginning of the year, uh, to be perfectly honest, I positioned myself in, in, in two ways. I positioned myself as, as somebody that think, you know, with, with uh, China opening up, you know, after the COVID restrictions, we should see the China plate coming into fruition. I mean, we, we saw that to a certain extent because um, the, the likes of the, the process, NASPAS, you know, on the back of Tencent really did very, very well for, I would say, the first three months. But then massive retracement there. The, the other um, position that I placed myself was was uh, to put myself in the position where I looked at gold, and and that was on the back where I felt that the, the dollar did maybe a little bit too much of a, a very very short period of time, um, and I, I I really felt that and and this is where I got it wrong, really felt that that the Fed were were gonna gonna flinch. I really thought that you know uh, we will will be looking towards a recessionary environment for the U.S. by now, and and that will put them in an environment where they say, well, let's flinch, let's let's start um, reducing or reducing rates, which could be beneficial for gold. Um, now the one played out, we did see uh, the, the the dollar did did weaken, and, and that. And it played played into the hand of gold, and originally saw a great move into gold as well. Um, but but the U.S. seems strong. I mean, when you look at look at data that came out yesterday, OECD. I don't know if you've seen that, uh, Lindsay. No, go That's, on. Uh, where they look at the the the, the um, G7 inflation figures. Yes. Now the the uh, the G, well inflation figure figures uh, reduced from your your 5.3 percent in in April to 4.6 percent in in uh, May. Now that's I thought impressive, um, and then immediately I just went and looked at uh, what what was the average, um, you know, for for the G7 inflation over the past ten years, and and it was two point nine six percent. Let's round it up three percent um, for the past ten years. So so we're getting closer. We're not we're not at the three percent level for 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 G7 inflation, but but we're getting very very close to those figures. It's not. The, the, the seven point what was it seven point three percent in March so massive massive reduction in, in in inflation so I am looking at this and say well you know originally there was quite a few investment houses that said well maybe maybe the US might see a, either a very minor recession or might even evade the inflation now I'm not in that, that camp yet but I mean looking at recent data re- recent you know unemployment data um, economic data coming out from the US oh, 
It's 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 they, strong, they, they, Skunk. I mean, I don't know if this is the last hurrah, as they say, but it certainly does seem. Every month, everyone says, "Well, we're going into a recession. We don't know if it's going to be a deep recession or a mild recession, a short or a long one." But then they say, goodness me, look at this. Okay, jobless claims are going up a bit, but the unemployment rate is at 50-year lows, and we created another 300, 400,000 jobs and, and everything. And it astounds me every time that people keep on saying the US is going into recession. This is the weirdest recession mm. I've ever heard of. Well, th- this will definitely be the first time where we've seen an inversion, and, and not just an inversion. This is this is w- w- one of the the biggest inversions in terms of you know difference between uh, um, the, the, the the three month and a ten year um, uh, uh, yield or treasury bills. I mean, this is a crazy, crazy environment. And, and as you mentioned, this might be the last last hurrah. This might be, you know, we, we might be fine, fine till we're not fine. Um, uh, we, we'll see. I think, you know, sitting here on, on, on the 5th of July and passing the halfway mark, I, I, I think we, we could deem ourselves lucky to, to how we've sort of evaded a, a recessionary environment which was seriously forecast in the beginning of the year. Second part of the year, I think this is going to be interesting. And, and just to, 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 to get back to your figures, I mean, yeah, I, I think South Africa – uh, we're under pressure when you when you look at the difference between the MSCI world um, markets and, and the MSCI all country world markets. Now MSCI all country do include um, the the, the uh, emerging markets as well. So this includes emerging markets. Now in dollar terms, the MSCI all country world markets um, uh, improved or grew. 13.94% for the first part of, of 2023, while the MSCI emerging markets uh, grew 4.89%. So quite a, quite a difference. We're looking at more or less 9% difference in, in, in dollar terms. You want to take a, take a stab uh, of what, what the, the, the FUCHI JSE did over the same period in dollar terms. The FTSE JSE, I don't know, because it's heavily weighted towards commodities, and commodity shares haven't been good, as evidenced mm. by the Platinum Group metal stocks on the JSE Securities Exchange. I would think it's sort of, you know, f- flat to slightly higher. I don't know, Scout. Please tell me. Okay, so you, you, would say, you would say, you most probably would think that it, it would have done slightly worse than the, the, the average uh, MSCI emerging market. I would have right? thought so, yeah. Yeah, and, and that would be right. But, uh, you know, looking at the actual figures, we were actually down 4.38% mm. in dollar terms versus positive 4.89% for the emerging markets and positive 13.94% for, for all country world. So South African market really struggled. I mean, yes, you, you're right. I mean, you, you, you mentioned it. Um, when you look at the first part of the year, palladium down 29.4%, uh, platinum down 16.3%, but, but Brent oil down 35, you know, 0.3%. I know we're not a big, big producer. So yeah, only gold, when we look at gold, gold um, uh, over this period, we're, we're positive 4.6%, um, but also copper, copper down uh, half a percent in the first six months of the year. And, and we know the rand has been under pressure. So as a commodity producing you know, country, uh, uh, it hasn't been a great time for South Africa. But I think, uh, in general, I'm, I'm not too disappointed in, in the first half of this year. If we can sort of continue or stay the course you know, globally, um, 
then then hopefully I think we can could, could end the year, you know, not too bad. Well, we'll look forward to that six months in a moment. But you, you spoke about the uh, the G7 inflation as an average. Mm. That's very, very misrepresentative of what's really happening, though. I mean, I understand people have to have averages and said across the board, we're doing this 2.96%, but, but this country's doing worse. This country's doing better. Just consider this. EU, 7%. That was the last CPI print, I think it was. 7% across 20-odd countries, more. And interest rates at 4%. United States, inflation at 4%. Interest rates at 5.25% target. The United Kingdom, inflation 8.7%. Interest rates at 5%. China, inflation's flat, maybe even slightly negative at the moment. And 2.65% interest rate. Now, they're all over the place. And that's why the central banks are sort of at loggerheads with each other. One does this, the other does that. And we're not even bringing in Taiwan and New Zealand and Australia and other countries outside of the, the, the big ones that we've been talking about. It's going to be a very, very interesting next six months, Skulk. No, I can't agree with you more. I mean, I think I think this, you know, you know and, and the one thing that keep on in a sort of staying, and this is little. You, you remember these cartoons? You usually get these cartoons where this, uh, you know, let, let's sort of say it's it's Pluto, and then you've got this little devilish Pluto on the on his left hand, left left shoulder, and yeah. and, and a little angel Pluto on the, on his right shoulder, sort of conflicting with each other. Um, I mean, I've got this this little devil devil skulk sitting on my left shoulder. <laughs> Keep on is he dominating? showing me the graph. Is, oh, is, man, is that devil dominating skunk? I hope not. He, he, I, I, I'm sad to say, Lindsay, but it, but oh, but no. he's he's dominating me, oh, and dear. and the reason was, I mean, I'm I'm showing it every single month, you know, in in my pack now, where you can actually just when you plot the the the, the inflation data over the period between, uh, you know, let's call it that beginning seventies to 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 um, let's call it mid eighties. It looks like a railroad track, you know, when started, you know, I took the inflation 2013 up to now. I mean, if you take that period, it looks like a railroad track. This this spike we've seen in inflation, very similar. This retracement is very, very similar. And and we all know what happened, you know, next. What what happened next, they, they actually, you know, got relaxed, they reduced interest rates because it's now time. And then we had that second tranche of inflation which was just so much worse. I mean, so, so much worse than, than, than the first tranche of inflation. And I mean, I keep on looking at that and, 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 and I, I'm sorry. I mean, I'm worried. I'm worried that we, 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 we're going we're gonna to follow the, the same, same route. So I don't know. I don't know. Um, I, I, you know. We know that we know what the problem is, and and hopefully, and we've got history to 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 learn by. So hopefully, hopefully, we we won't, you know, follow the same course because we know how that ended. Well, one thing we do know is the United States of America does communicate quite freely. And I think Jerome Powell, the chair of the U.S. Federal Reserve, has learned his lesson. And he tells us. And he was in Iberia a couple of weeks ago, Spain and Portugal. And he said, we need to get inflation down. And we might pause. We might continue to pause. But he said, we think we're going to raise rates another couple of times between now and the end of the year. But at least we know about it. And I've said that to you before. Let's have a look at the markets. I mean, let's have a look at the brave new second half of the year markets. 
with the rand at 1878 against the US dollar. The British pound against the rand is 23.87, the euro rand is 20.42, euro dollar 108.75, uh, it's doing nothing at the moment. British pound against the US dollar, 127.15. The gold price, one of your favorite uh, indicators, 19.24, down $5 an ounce on the day. It's, I just get a feeling and it's just either consolidating itself for a pushback to 2000 or it's just a little bit fed up during the summer months of the Northern Hemisphere. But anyway, platinum up uh, $8.5 to $9, $20 an ounce and palladium $12.52 an ounce up a couple. Still very quiet. I think it will continue to be a quiet week. I think we've got the Fed minutes tonight, Skelk, haven't we? Yeah, I think that's the only news we've got. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, so what... What a quiet day. I mean, I'm, I'll get to the, the value trade in the market, but... Yeah, we'll do that I mean, in a minute. But... last night, you know, somebody asked me, get a, get a, how was my day? And I went like, shucks, it felt like a, it felt like a Friday afternoon yes, the whole day. And exactly. little did I know, going into Wednesday, it just felt like groundhog day. It felt like the same freaking Friday afternoon... And, and and looking at the volume, I'm I'm not surprised. But we'll yeah, do I that think, in a uh, minute. But yeah. I mean, it's, the United States. Mm. I mean, July the fourth fell on a Tuesday, so people would have taken mm. either a long weekend or said, you know, I'm going to take a week off. And July yeah, the fourth, it, it, it just just nothing, nothing happening. We're going into what I think will be a long Northern Hemisphere uh, summer. So ex mm. expect more of the same. But of course, as soon as you say that famous last words, what else have we got here? No stock exchange news service news at all. But let me give you no. some other indicators. The South African 10-year bond yield, what is that, 10.50, which is about three basis points down on the day. The US 10-year, that's been a bit perky recently. It's up another couple of basis points today to 3.88%. S&P 500 futures down 0.2% to 44.83. But goodness me, it's had a pretty good year. Nothing like the NASDAQ, but it's had a pretty good year, 15 16% so far. Bitcoin 30,356 down a couple of percent. Interesting other commodity market. Brent crude oil, $76.48, up 0.3%. West Texas crude, $71.68, up three quarters. Natural gas down 3%. Uh, what else we got? Wheat up two and two thirds percent. 109 for the iron ore price. It's probably delayed. And it's not up to date with the China action this morning, but up half a percent on the day. So we've got all that going on there, Scalc. Any stocks on the JSC that caught your eye? Because nothing caught my eye today. Really, MC no, group? No, no, maybe. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, even yesterday, that was a that was a whopper, thirteen point three three percent in one day, uh, on the back of a of a research report. And I'm going to mention them, JP Morgan. Uh, I mean, I'm not invested in in in, in um, multi multi choice group, but um, it's it's. Uh, I, I looked at that and I went like, uh, you know, the the only thing that the report actually mentioned was they felt or this this uh, you know analysts felt that they overspent well they're currently overspending on 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 showmax and that they what's making jp morgan really really worried um just you know remember this is a company that's currently trading at run about a 10 10.6 you know times multiple pe um at, at a close to six percent dividend yield i mean it's, it's it's quite a nice you know dividend play and again for a company to drop 13 and a quarter 
percent in uh, 13 and a third percent in, in one day just on the back of of, of that um i, I felt, found so quite surprising but again jp morgan is one of the biggest research houses and um, there was good reason but yeah mc group at least today uh, at, at a bit of a, a bit of a pushback i'm not yeah, even it's, it's fallen off my screen actually that was an old screen which i've now ref- <laughs> refreshed but you know what I, what I thought about when i saw it and i thought what's the what's the price of this thing because i don't look at it some what is it about 84 85 rand a share please tell me skunk yeah it's, uh, it, it, it closed at, um today it closed 82 rand um, 68 um and and you know you know I, I i didn't get the the full report um you know on on but I, but i did you know see that on on um, uh, the, the the bloomberg system that i've got is there's, there's, there was a new analyst um not highly rated but but it's uh, it, it seems like it's 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 the jp morgan analyst yeah. and he's got a target price of 80 rand uh, reduced it to underweight um on 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 um so if he's right, then then there's going to be no growth in in um, multi-choice, um, and and there might be a slight reduction in in price to eighty. Well, rand, if it's eighty-two and his, his target is eighty, I mean, it's not the bravest call in the world. But anyway, good luck to him. But what I thought of when I saw this, I thought, oh, gosh, I hadn't looked at this for ages. Now in the low eighties. What must Canal Plus be thinking? They, I mean, they were buying it at 120, 110, 100. Mm. I mean, I don't know what their average is for their whatever it is, uh, 25% or something, but it must be much, much higher than 82.68. Uh, to me, it feels like that Channel Plus uh, were the only buyers of, of, of multi choice now looking back, but clearly they've stopped buying because remember i think we you and i had this conversation a month or two ago where we said well clearly they they, they committed i mean uh, yeah. how they've increased their holding i think they started with something like seven percent then immediately increased to 13 percent by 25 or 30 percent now i mean so so clearly they committed committed to be buying uh looking at you know the the, the underwhelming you know, response in, in the share price yesterday. I, I don't think that that committed anymore. But yeah, if you were you're buying, like you said, 20, 120 rand, you know, levels, then this must be extremely attractive levels. And don't be surprised if you see some sort of uh, pushback, you know, you know, fairly soon. Let's see. Yeah, let's see. On the upside on my screen, Northern Platinum up two and a quarter percent. Adcock Ingram up two point one. Uh, RCL up nearly 2%, HCI up 1.8%, and Barlow World a 1.5% gainer, but really, really quiet stuff. On the downside, Tiger Brands 3.1% weaker, Afrimat the same, Royal Baffer King down 2.3%, the platinum producer, Roynet down 2% and a bit, and Telcom near 2% loser. Any others outside of those, please skulk. No, I didn't, didn't foresee, well, didn't see any, any, any big movers today. It was really, really quiet. Okay, then give us the closing indices and the really, really quiet value traded, if you would. <laughs> Let's see if we find anything. But yeah, the JSE all share closed today at 75,910 points. That's down 41 basis points. Resources down 58 basis points, while industrials were down 47 basis points. Um, financials seemed a little bit more resilient, but still, end of the day, in the red, ninth, well, 18 basis points down, while the asset property index down 28 basis points. And here's the here's the big one. I don't even think that it paid for for water and lights today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, value traded on the JSE you know, were you know, 13.1 billion wow. you know, today. No, but this is crazy. But we know it's the 4th of July. We know it's been the 4th of July yesterday. Oh, this is 
remember what I wanted to say. Monday, they went to public holiday, but it was a half day. So they only the market were only open, you know, till twelve o'clock. So so we know, as you mentioned, everybody is taking this week as a, as a public holiday. There's there's no doubt in my mind yes. because when you look at the past five days, today thirteen billion, yesterday eleven point six billion. Previous day, 16.5. Day before that, 16.8. Day before that, 16.2. This is summer holiday in the northern hemisphere. And, uh, yeah, we should just uh, maybe just uh, do some recuperation. Just uh, do some stock take. I saw some stats which puts this these billions you're talking about in RAND terms into perspective. I think last year the average trade on the Hong Kong Stock Exchange was $87 billion a day. And I don't know if that's US or Hong Kong dollars. And the average this year has been something like $120 billion per day. Now, this is a tiny territory. Yeah, okay, you, you, I mean, it's, it's a very silly example because of the size of it geographically. But when you, look, when you turn, let's say, 15 billion rand into dollars, I mean, come on now, Skunk. We're minnows here. Well, we know that. Minnows. We know that every month I report back and, and I look at the, 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 the net foreign sellers because we can't call it net foreign buyers anymore because we, I can't remember when last we've seen net foreign buying you know, coming in, you know, into the JSE. But, but you and I have had this conversation where we look at the averages. We're in 2019. Now, this is, this is already four years ago. We average run about 21 billion value traded on the JSE per day. I mean, this is four years later, you know, and that's this is RAND. You know, look at the RAND back in, in 2019. Look at the RAND currently. I mean, so in dollar terms, the JSE has really become really, really insignificant. We need to find something that will bring the spark back. And most, most, most importantly, we need to find something that will bring the confidence back you know, for people to buy South African stocks. Um, mm. I, I think valuations is, 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 is sort of justifying it now. Now we need, uh, you know, we need our, you know, our, our partners, our, our partners in, I don't want to call it partners in crime, but I just did. We need, we need uh, the, the, our, our government to now start, you know, playing their part and, and really get the confidence back in terms of investing in South Africa. Okay. Skalk, thank you on that sobering note. Thank you very much for your time. Skalk Lowe is a portfolio manager at PSG Wealth, Old Oak Division in Cape Town. And that was the five o'clock shadow. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.